Oh, Captain, my Captain, yes, we're back. Welcome to Season 2 of From the Bridge. I'm the Captain Rick Jones, your host and guide for all things marketing and sponsorships. We have a great season lined up for you with new features like the Soapbox, where I will get political in what is going to be a very political year. And we've got many new guest anglers bringing their words of wisdom each week. We'll also bring back the popular On the Road with Rick segment of Great Places to Eat and See Out There on the Road. Well, speaking of the road, we're not actually out there right now, are we? (laughs) When uh, season one ended back in December, no one had ever heard of the coronavirus. Our world has been totally turned upside down, and our industry, the live events business, has been totally decimated. We've missed uh, many of my favorite things. We missed March Madness and a Final Four that was going to be held in my hometown of Atlanta. We missed the Masters, the Kentucky Derby, opening day of Major League Baseball, the NBA playoffs, and the annual CMA Festival in Nashville, and so, so much more. But there's been some good things. We've we've read more, we've cooked more, we've watched more TV, and we've relearned what really matters, family, friends, colleagues, Our faith has been tested but not destroyed. Our patience has worn thin but not out. We don't know when this thing will end, but we have the confidence that it will end and we'll get back to being together, breaking bread, and attending those live events we've missed so much. Our agency's taking this time to get better individually and collectively. We've uh, attended virtual conferences, watched webinars and podcasts like this one, Um. And one of our executives, Paul Ogletree, has written the new tagline for Fishbait. Our our new tagline is, when we get back together, let's give back together. Wow, how good is that? Um, So we're working with our corporate clients to find ways they can give back. And with our properties like the Grand Ole Opry and all of our ESPN bowl games to highlight their charitable endeavors and find ways to contribute to both their communities and charities uh, in, in their communities. Um, you know, this pandemic has proven that our government, <clears throat> you know, no matter what we think, is simply not big enough to take care of everybody. So we all collectively need to uh, take care of each other. So let's remember this today. When we get back together, let's give back together. Today marks the debut of our newest feature from the bridge, namely the soapbox. This is where I get to rant, pontificate, commiserate, conjugate, and give you my opinions on anything I want to because after all, it is my show. So here's today's soapbox. We know one thing for sure coming out of this pandemic crisis, we will change. The real question is not whether we will change, but will we change for the better? It starts with what we've learned. Here's a few things. We need to quit making essential items like pharmaceuticals and hospital supplies and other products that have been made in China or India or anywhere else but the good old USA. I know they can make things cheaper over there, but we ultimately pay the price. It's like the old television commercial for Fram oil filters that said, you can pay me now or pay me later. Secondly, 
we have to all save for rainy days because we're going to have rainy days. All of us have to save, including our governments. Right now, if I were president of the United States, I'd ask for a 5% value-added tax. That's something they have in Europe. I would have a 5% VAT tax on all purposes for the next three years to pay down the debt. This money could not be used for any new entitlements or any new programs. Nope. Just pay off the damn debt so we don't leave our children and grandchildren holding the note. Then we're dealing with the senseless and tragic death of George Floyd and the continuing aftermath. We've learned absolutely nothing about preventing racism, poverty, and equal opportunity for all. I grew up in the South during the end of the Jim Crow era and the beginnings of the Civil Rights Movement. Uh, My uh, high school was integrated in my ninth grade year, which legally ended segregation in Georgia. We legislated the end of both racism and poverty in 1962. Well, how's that worked out? (laughs) The truth is it hasn't, because the truth is you cannot legislate this. You can only change your heart and the hearts of others. I grew up in the Baptist church where one of the very first songs I learned went, Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. Either we've never learned this or worse, we learned it and have forgotten it. The problems of this world will cease when and only when we simply change our hearts and learn to love one another equally. And that's today's Soapbox. We've talked today about giving back when we get back. And my guest angler has been doing that since he started his business. Uh, my guest today is my client and good friend, Jeff Goodman. He's the CEO of Ticket Smarter and TicketSmarter.com. Jeff, welcome to From the Bridge. Jeff, we're glad to have you with us today from the bridge. Uh, Firstly, tell the audience a little bit about uh, about your business, about your background. What's the history of Ticket Smarter? You bet. Thanks for having me, Rick. I really appreciate it. Uh, Ticket Smarter, uh, actually, although it's a uh, relatively new online resale website, uh, which began in the first quarter of 2019, uh, my wife and I, Heather, and I started in the ticket business in 2010 in, in ticket resale. We really had a passion for live events, for sporting events and concerts and attending events with friends and family. And uh, got into the ticket business as a side business and uh, worked on a number of websites uh, over the years. Um, we're based out of Kansas City, and uh, in 2019, we launched a Ticket Smarter, and uh, our focus is trying to make sure that everyone who wants to be able to go to live events can do so, and we try to uh, all, we work in a um, very competitive space, obviously, with a lot of people that, that sell tickets, uh, but we try to offer a, a lower service fee uh, with 
maintaining a lot less overhead. And uh, over the last six, 12 months, we've partnered with a lot of entities to try to get the uh, the brand out there so that people know who we are. Um, plus, we have a, a big charitable component that uh, that's been a, a huge uh, component of why we do what we do and um, was uh, the driving force for um, why Heather um, started the business um, and why we um, why we do what we do. You know, this, I call this bad news, good news. The you know the bad news is we we just don't have any live events right now. The good news, I guess, is we're beginning to get a few coming back. The Grand Ole Opry told me uh, last week that they will be uh, reopening uh, with spectators with a live audience on Friday night, uh, July the third which is good news. But the best news, I think, is that y'all are, when we do come back, um, y'all are well-positioned. I, I think one of the things that has frustrated people was the high cost of the of the fees on secondary tickets, and you mentioned you've reduced that. And then the second piece of actually giving back, I think that combination is going to be uh, – well received and 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 very unique. I know y'all started with a with a uh, a donation program to St. Jude's. Uh, Heather was uh, your wife and partner was really the kind of the driver behind that. What what, what made y'all pick St. Jude's? Well, I think that uh, I mean there are a lot of amazing charities out there. I think for us we um we have a you know we definitely have a soft spot for children and i i think that um we both of our families uh my wife's family and and mine have been touched by cancers like so many families have and especially um although i haven't had something directly with childhood cancer you know they are you know, they are a uh, um uh, an organization that definitely tries to make sure that all of the dollars go back towards research. They definitely share their research across, um, you know, with other institutions and organizations uh, and make their information available open source. So we thought that was pretty cool. Um, and, uh, you know, admittedly they do like many others, but they, they are very much um, integrated with a lot of the entertainment world. So it just, it made a lot of sense uh, as well as some of the other partnerships that we've now done that have made a lot of a good strategic sense for both, both parties to try to work together to get more awareness out there, raise more money um, while also being able to attend live events, which you know, I was uh, driving to work today and you know, people were talking about how badly uh, they think with everything going on in the country that we really could use live events, whether it's people being able to join together to go to a concert or go to a rodeo or go to a sporting event, whatever it might be, go to a, ball, a football game or a baseball game, uh, that uh, the country needs that kind of uh, release and people to be able to join together soon. Well, we, you know, we wrote a new tagline for fish bait called when we get back together, let's give back together. Y'all are a poster child of that, but you make a great point. You know, when, when we thought about it, we thought about it from the charitable community service orientation. But I think you make a great point right now with us so divided that events bring us back together. We share our commonalities instead of our differences, and I think we, we, we desperately need that. You know, you mentioned St. Jude's. I, I'm, I'm old enough. I'm an old guy. I remember Danny Thomas, the comedian who started St. Jude's. Um, and so the entertainment world was really the driving factor behind that early. And, of course, his daughter, Marlo Thomas, continues to support and, uh, and promote St. Jude's. And I love the fact that, you know, no, no parent has to pay anything. You have a sick child, you don't worry about 
what kind of economics uh, you have or don't have, you're, you know, your child's going to be equally treated the same way there. And that's good. Tell me what y'all have done in this period when we haven't had live events. What, what, what have y'all done to try to make the, the business stronger and more effective? Well, for us, we have just, I mean, it is very difficult. Admittedly, as of about March 14th, March 14th, when when NBA suspended operations and then NCA shut down and we were in Vegas at the time at the Pac-12 tournament with our partners there, and, and all of a sudden everything's getting just shut down as a cascading effect. Pretty much the revenue of the entire live entertainment industry went down over 95%. Everybody, and I mean not just us. I mean, so it's it's it is have it's been very dramatic. It is probably the one industry, um, and there's many obviously that have been hit across the country with all the unemployment. But it's probably been the hardest hit one, or definitely equal to many of the others um, that you know just doesn't really get spoken about because it's it's entertainment. So we get that, but there's obviously a lot of families behind that. Uh, that being said, we've. We're trying to work on on our branding and on Ticket Smarter and trying to do things behind the scenes to try to make it so that when uh, events do come back, that fans will have a better, uh, an even better experience on Ticket Smarter. We've continued actually to lower our service fees, and um, you know we're offering obviously uh, for events that are canceled, um, we offer full refunds, and if an event is postponed. There'll be a rescheduled date. I think in, in many cases, obviously, the, the performers, they're going to try to reschedule. Obviously, for the sporting events, if they just run out of time, they're going to have to cancel some of these uh, and clearly have canceled remaining games. But uh, we're trying to work behind the scenes to do things that will provide a better experience to fans when they're able, ready and able to go to events again, which hopefully – as you mentioned with the Grand Old Opry, uh, PBR, as an example, um, they're planning, they're running the next four weeks in Las Vegas with no fans. Um, they have been doing that for a few weeks in Guthrie, Oklahoma, but they'll be in Las Vegas this weekend. They're doing a challenge, a team challenge for the next four weeks when they're normally, they normally would be off uh, just to add some entertainment and, and happiness to, to people that are fan, fans of rodeo. And then they're going to do a live event at Denny Samford in Sioux Falls, South Dakota at 35% capacity. But that's planned kind of similar to what you just said uh, for, for Nashville, July 10th to 12th. That is supposed to be a ticketed, that will be a ticketed event that's already been approved by the governor of South Dakota. So. Well, I think we're going to learn a lot this month. This month of June, it, it, we're going to find out, you know, we're, we're not doing as good a job, I think, as social distancing maybe as we had been doing. I think people are fed up and tired and a little frustrated. And, and, and with that process, I think we're going to find out, does this thing actually spread or does it begin to dissipate? Um, many other viruses have just quite frankly disappeared in, in the history of man and and that can happen. And we hope that happens. You, you know, before the pandemic, though, you, you guys sell, obviously, secondary tickets to live events across all spectrums. But you had really kind of doubled down on on college sports. You had done a number of college and university deals. You had done a, a whole bunch of conference deals. And then you'd done a, a significant partnership with ESPN, with the ESPN Events uh, Partnership and your title sponsorship of the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl. Talk, talk about college athletics and why you thought – that was an important place to be. 
Well, I think that, uh, I mean, part of it was admittedly opportunity as we were trying to develop our brand and get the word out that there's this opportunity to purchase tickets on the secondary market and uh, that we're someone that's trying to get people to those events at a, um, you know, with a much reduced service fee. Um, We, uh, when we partnered, the first partner we made was with uh, Rose Bowl Stadium. And so we're the official resale marketplace of Rose Bowl Stadium. And then we partnered with uh, ESPN Events. Uh, and it was kind of late in the year of 19. And uh, uh, we were able to work closely with ESPN Events to work with them to partner and uh uh, sponsor obviously the Birmingham Bowl to become the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl, and that was you know that was something that's really uh, important to us. Um, we're very passionate about college sports. Um, I'm a, a Longhorn myself, and uh, I you know some of my uh, you know fondest strongest memories 2004 2005 both years once again against Michigan, and then the USC game, the national championship with Vince Young with UT may go down as one of the greatest uh, college football games in uh, ever, regardless of which side you were on. And uh, that was at the Rose Bowl. Uh, and I, you know, very fondly remember that. And so it, uh, you know, it, it had a special place in my heart to put that deal together. And then, and then working with ESPN events across all of their events, not only their uh, bowl games, but as well as their college basketball tournaments. And uh, we're very excited to be partnered with them. Uh, you know, college sports has uh, is some of the most passionate fans on the planet. And that is something we are very excited to be part of and very excited to be partnered with the city of Birmingham. Uh, many people, most people feel that that's really the the birthplace and the home of, of uh, college football. So we're, we're extremely excited to be part of that. Uh, we're excited to celebrate um, Legion Field as their final year for their bowl game uh, this year. And then very excited that there'll be a brand new, assuming it gets completed on time uh, for Protective Stadium, we'll be uh, opening you know, a, a year later. We'll be excited to celebrate that as well. Well, I know one of the things that y'all did when you got involved with the bowl game was you had support of their charity, the Crippled Children's Foundation, and 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 you uh, created a program where if you buy a a bowl game ticket uh, on Ticket Smarter, there'll be a, a, a donation to the Crippled Children's Foundation. And now you've done you've you've extended that with an, with new partnerships with the. Jimmy V Foundation for Cancer Research and College Basketball. If you buy a ticket, there'll be money going there. And and then with Coach Ducure MD, Duchenne's muscular dystrophy in college football and the college football coaches, where if you buy a ticket from you guys, uh, you'll be making a donation to uh, to that charity. And so, you, you know, y- y'all really do put your money where your mouth is. Uh, there are a lot of people. <laughs> I say there are, there, there are two kinds of folks out there. There's show horses and there are workhorses. And uh, y'all, y'all are a workhorse. You're, you're, you're giving back in, in, in so many ways. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting in limited capacity. Um, you think that drives up the secondary market? Or what, what do you, what, what, what's your speculation on that? as we go through kind of this bridge period? Uh, I, it will be a very interesting situation to see. I, I think that the demand will far exceed the supply. 
So I think what will happen, I, I, I've said to people, if you had, if, if and I'm in Kansas City, so I said if Sprint Center opened tomorrow and Chris Stapleton was playing there, I still think it would sell out or pretty close to be at full capacity. I think if somebody was admittedly at risk and they felt, you know, uncomfortable, uh, that they should stay home, of course, and, and I completely understand that. But I think that uh, for much of the population, they're they're really excited about going to events. So to answer your question, if you have a 35% or 50% capacity venue that you're only that you that you're only allowing a certain number of seats, my guess is the demand will exceed the supply, and which therefore economics takes over and that means that prices will go up. So it is, I mean, in that regards, it's, it is just the way things are and unfortunate. So I'm hoping that I am hoping that by college football time, um, at latest that there is enough of a treatment available slash a vaccine, more likely treatment that is makes the country feel comfortable and, and therefore they can open up the venues to full capacity. Uh, because otherwise I, I don't think that the, that there will be an equilibrium between supply and demand. Uh, I think that the supply being driven down that much, I don't know that demand will really be driven down 50, 75%. So, uh, but I, but I'm hopeful they do something because I think that ultimately that's why all the athletes and the concerts perform and you can listen to interview after interview. It's not the same when you don't have fans. Uh, it's just not. And, and obviously that's why it's different versus streaming. Streaming is fine and it's great. And people, that's what they're doing to connect. Uh, or if you want to listen to music on the radio, whatever, but that's not the same as being at a concert and every, you know, you have 15,000 people singing and hanging on every word from Elton John or Cher or Chris Apleton, you know, or when you're at a baseball game watching it on TV, which is great, but being there at the ballpark and having a hot dog and being there with your family and friends and being there with whether it's 20,000 or 40,000 people, that's, that's not the same as, as watching it at a, uh, you know, watching it at home. You know, I think truly the, the live events business is going to bounce back faster than any other industry. I, I just think we're all so ready <laughs> to get back and have that shared experience. Um, you, you know, even during the time of the Great Depression, that was an era that baseball grew, that the motion picture industry grew. In times of tough times, you just want to be with other people and you want to be entertained. You want to be relieved of some of the pressures and uh, the realities of life. So I, I really do believe it's going to, it's going to bounce back in a, in a significant way. I agree um, with you about live events. Uh, they bring, you know, they, they give a release for people. I mean, we, with us and partnering with uh, the, the uh, college platforms that we par- partner with the conferences with the West coast conference, for example, and bringing a hundred underprivileged youth along with the West Coast Conference, Ticket Smarter did so at the tournament at the Orleans to be able to go and enjoy the tournament that normally couldn't afford to do so. As we partner with the PBR and others, we've incor- we have incorporated uh, the ability for us to be able to do things with um, St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, or for example, PBR was just in Kansas City a couple months ago before live events ended. Um, uh, in the end of February, we uh, took a number. Heather and I took a number of uh, families that were in at the Ronald McDonald House. Uh, you know that were they're dealing with illnesses, and we took them out for an evening for pizza and take them to 
uh, see rodeo just so they can get their minds off of what they're having to deal with. And same thing as we, that is a hundred percent our intention as we've in, in formed these partnerships with, uh, coach secure and with the V foundation, not only with giving money from each transaction, and different types of transactions to these charities, we can provide tickets and experiences and through our partnerships with different colleges, with the PBR, with ESPN events, we can get them additional access as well as tickets so that they can, the family can go for an evening and not think about what they have to deal with uh, 24-7, 365 days a year. Um, hopefully that can be with the affected uh uh, family member, child um, that is dealing with their illness. But even in some cases, when the family can just go, they a lot of times people don't even think about how that affects, uh, obviously, the, the, the person that's directly being affected, but you have all the family members that are having to deal with it, and their lives are uprooted. So if we can do something that allows them to get a release for two to three hours and just, you know, have fun and be a normal kid or normal family and not have to deal with all that. Uh, if we can be a little small part of that, Heather and I, that, you know, that's going to put a smile on our face. No question about it. I think y'all are a great example of what we've said before that when we get back together, let's give back together. And an easy way to do that is buy a ticket to a live event from ticketsmarter.com. And you know that you're going to a have a great evening of entertainment and B, you're going to be helping other people. Jeff, I can't thank you and Heather enough for all you do. And thanks for being with us today from the bridge. Thank you for having me. And, uh, let's, uh, hopefully we'll see live events here going soon. It sounds like it's, uh, on the, it's in the works across the country. And, um, hopefully, uh, we'll be, uh, back to full normal here in the near future. But thank great. you for having me today. You betcha. That's my good friend and client, Jeff Goodman at Ticket Smarter and TicketSmarter.com. Let's close today's show with On the Road with Rick. Charlotte and I will be heading to Atlanta the last weekend of the month to celebrate our 35th wedding anniversary. We had planned to spend the entire month of May in Spain, but the virus killed those plans. And we'd also planned to go to Martha's Vineyard for our anniversary, but instead we will be in my hometown of Atlanta instead. And we plan to eat at one of our favorite restaurants, the Bistro Nico in Buckhead. We stay at the Doubletree Hotel and walk up the street to the Bistro Nico. It's a marvelous French-themed restaurant. We'll start off with a glass of rosé and some courgères. Those are light Gruyere cheese puffs. They're simply amazing. You can eat baskets full. Then perhaps a salad with Dijon vinaigrette and sea scallop St. Jacques. When we go there, I often will forget about a regular meal and just have the amazing charcuterie plate. It's a wonderful restaurant with great ambiance, a great wine list, and even better yet, it's a short walk back down the hill to the hotel. The Bistro Nico. Merci beaucoup indeed. Well, that's our show for today. It's good to be back. We'll see you here next week from the bridge.